right. Hey, guys, and welcome to the Three Drinks In podcast, episode number 262. I'm your host, Vince. Over there is your host, Phil. Hey. There he is. In this this episode, we are talking about Creed 3, directed by Michael B. Jordan. Uh, but before we get started, I want to ask you to please subscribe to the podcast on any of the streaming services, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Make sure that you leave us a five-star rating and maybe even a review. We'd really appreciate that. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 3DrinksInPod. You can like us on Facebook, and you can email us at 3DrinksInPodcast at gmail.com. Last of all, don't forget to check out our merchandise over at tpublic.com. Just search for 3DrinksIn. Okay, so it's been a minute, as the kids say. Everyone's getting busy, so... Well, you, <laughs> me, I'm. I, I got busy. <laughs> yeah, you'll be busy soon enough. But I mean, I'm always, I'm always busy. <laughs> Just yeah. So Creed, so Creed three. three. <laughs> they made three of these things. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they need three more to go, if they want to catch the uh, original. That's true. They did really make a lot of Rocky movies. Yeah, a lot. And I'm always amazed, like whenever I, I I turn on like HBO late night, which I almost never do. But like when I used to go, oh, that's right, boxing is a real sport. It's not just a thing they made movies about in the seventies and eighties. Like people do this, you know, as a professional athletic career. How about that? <laughs> Something about it seems so fantastical. Well, the uh, the guy I read in in the, in the newspaper, the, the New York Post, always complains about how boxing destroyed itself by using pay per view. As soon as you put up a paywall for each match, no one's going to watch it. So the the audience dwindled immediately to hardcore people. And people who are going to go to like bars, but that's not enough people who are going to watch boxing. It's like the World Series here. Yeah, no, it's true. Boxing used to be, from what I understand, the most popular sport in America. Like baseball and boxing for a long time were kind of neck and neck. I mean, the biggest event ever held in Yankee Stadium for a long time was a boxing match. Yeah. You know, this is, you know, this is a, you know, 80 years ago, but that's when the place could hold 100,000 people. Especially during a boxing match when you don't need all this pace, you just need a tiny ring in the middle of the uh, of the of the field. But yeah, I never I never really understood why there was such a thing about the pay. I mean, it's really the the answer is always money, just because. <laughs> I was gonna say actually, the answer is money. <laughs> you know, it's just it's just the most corrupt sport that I can think of. Like there really isn't another one. You know, like no one really takes boxing seriously as a sport because it's so corrupt. That's why I always find movies about boxing to be humorous and like it's sort of interesting how in the second Rocky movie, you know, when he's made all his millions of dollars and he goes to Mickey, maybe this was no, the, no, the third one, mm-hmm. when you meet Mr. T and he's like, you know, you you've been fighting chumps your entire career, you can't actually. And he goes to Mickey, and he was like, "Is this true?" And they're like, 
Yeah, of course it's true. Like, we weren't going to let you get killed. This guy's a killer. He's, this guy's a killer. You know. He'll <laughs> knock you to tomorrow, Rock. Yeah, that's what it is. We do, I got to say, before we get into all the other things going on here, the absence of the Burgess Meredith character in these films is... In the Creed films? In any of them. In he's any been of the dead ones. for years. <laughs> <laughs> Any of the ones since he died. I mean, like, that's... The fact that the, the franchise survived without that was just like, oh, man, that's that's impressive because, like, he was such a character. He was such a force. Yeah, but, you know, he's not really in the first one all that much. It doesn't need to be. Screen time isn't a qualification for, for presence. We think about Mickey as much as we think about Rocky. Do we? I don't know if we do anymore. I mean, maybe not. It's been so long, but like when 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 you and I would talk about it, we <laughs> he's just he he he's what gave the film credibility back then. I mean, like no one knew who anybody else in the movie was except for this guy, and he was such a character actor, which is a thing you don't really see that much anymore. That uh, he, you know his his performance, which is only like maybe like twenty three minutes of the movie, is you know it's so memorable. And it, you know, it gave a lot of weight. Like Alec Guinness isn't in Star Wars for that much time, but he's what lent credibility to that ridiculous movie. You know, I think think Mickey does the same thing for Rocky in a way. And the fact that they've had nobody even in that role, like Rocky tries to do it in the first Creed movie and kind of in the second Creed movie, where he starts to fill that that role by being a character actor, which he surprisingly can do like he did all these leading role stuff like in the 80s and the 90s and then kind of vanished and um and then came back is this playing like a dopey version of of himself as rocky and you know had like a little resurgence resurgence of a career well i was gonna say that he plays that mentor role yeah there's there's always been one of those Right, it's not quite the same thing as Mickey, who, I mean, I mean, the great thing about that character is that he's not a nice guy. Like, he's not a mentor. He doesn't believe in him at all. There's the My favorite scene in the original Rocky is when he goes to Rocky's apartment and says, like, okay, you've got this, this shot. Let me train you. I can help you now. And he's like, why? Why, why would I want you to do that? You've, you've treated me like garbage for years, and now because I finally you know, got this random shot at a title, you're going to come out and, and train me. And it's, a, it's you know, one of the best emotional scenes in that, in that movie um, for both actors, you know. But it's, you know, it kind of highlights that, like, yeah, he's not opportunistic, Mickey, but he does want to help him not get killed by the other guy. But at the same time, like, he didn't really believe in him, didn't want to give him a shot. He was the spit bucket guy at the gym, and he and he wasn't young. He was an old spitbucket guy. <laughs> so, but hey, you know, there's 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 no Mickey here, and the the guy, I can't think of his name. Woods this is his first name. I can't think of his last name. He, you know, the guy from The Wire. Uh, yeah. What's his yeah. name? Oh, damn it! I just had it. He was in The Wire. I always think of him from Remember the Titans. Right, yeah, no, he was in that uh, too. Wood Harris. Wood Harris, not Woods, Wood Harris. Yeah, I know. Great actor. Yeah, he, Un- he's... Underused, I would say, in this movie. Well, he's the mentor role, but like in the third 
buy a third movie, you don't really need the mentor at that point no. because, you know, they're successful. Rocky three, he was a bazillionaire. And in this one, he's, he's quite rich. He owns the gym and he puts up prize fights and, you he's know, a like he's a successful. Money. Yeah. He's a businessman now. He doesn't need a mentor to help him box. Mm. You know, he, he knows how to do that stuff already. So he, he's just one more voice that tells him what to do or not to do. So, which is fine, you know. Uh, so, what did you think of Creed Three? Um, I thought that Creed Three was aggressively pedestrian. It was not confusing, and it was not a bad movie. Mostly by by virtue of the fact that it wasn't confusing, but it it it, it wasn't a good movie. <laughs> it, it gave me a lot of like soap opera vibes, you know, like that whole like we're gonna take a character that you've gotten to know over two films in several years that you feel you've got a handle on his backstory and who he is, and we're gonna throw a a flashback into the beginning of this movie and, int- and introduce a character that you haven't met before and who's going to play a pivotal role and we're told is playing a pivotal role in his development as a young person. And like it's someone that presumably would have been around in the backstory of the other two movies that we've we've watched. And so... You know, there's the convenient shoehorning of this. There's the, like, everything kind of fell into a certain predictable and, you know, convenient pattern. You know, the guy gets out of jail and is looking for a title fight randomly. And, you know, Adonis is trying to train this young Mexican guy to fight and... And then it's gonna go up against Drago, who's still hanging around. And then Drago, somebody breaks his hand. In a now, let me ask you one question. The one thing about this that I was confused about was there a big reveal that I wasn't really keen, or I didn't really like. There's like after he, after uh, Jonathan Major's character, I can't think of his name, Diamond or something or whatever his name is. After he beats the Mexican guy and puts him in the hospital, um, Creed looks over like old photos of things that his um, mother had kept from him. And he finds a picture of Majors in prison next to a guy. And then he goes to the guy who breaks Grago's hand. Okay. That's what I... Yeah, I had a feeling there's something I'm missing. Like I didn't make that. Con- was that a very easy connection to miss, or am I just wasn't just paying a, a close attention to it? Uh, yeah, I, it was easy. I was like, oh, okay. It just wasn't a surprise. No, like n- n- yeah. nothing in this was really a, a surprise. It was right. Like they don't harp on it because it's so obvious. And I was like, oh, he knew the guy. Like, sure. Yeah. Okay, so I, I guess I just wasn't paying that close close attention at that moment when that guy breaks his his hand and because it was weird. It's like, oh, that's kind of suspicious, but uh, uh, yeah. Well, then once it happened, I was like, oh, well, now he has to have his friend fight. Like, right. why would anyone 
randomly just assault an enormous six foot eight boxer, you know, without the intention to. <laughs> it's serious. You got to have some stones. That man is, in, is absolutely huge. He's absolutely huge. Yeah, this guy was gigantic. So, uh, so like, yeah, I it, I just thought that like everything kind of just fell into place, and this is how this goes. And we're gonna get it. We're, whole point is to get yourself to that final fight. That's what every boxing movie is about, and even the ones I don't hate. Like the fighter with Mark Wahlberg, and um, even the first Creed movie, like I didn't hate it, I didn't like it that much at all. But like you liked it more than I did. Um, I appreciate it more now, <laughs> having seen these latest two. But um, but yeah, no, I thought this was like yeah, okay, we just made another Creed movie. Like it, you know, there's 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 like an angle to it, but it's not original or clever. It's just one more of these movies. And, you know, it was a lot of, like, rich people porn. Like, you know, what kind of fancy car do you want to... Okay, we'll give him, like, the Rolls-Royce, you know, SUV, which is a ridiculous car. And then, like, the house where, like, the like the lights flash when someone rings the doorbell around the whole well, house. Well, that's because his daughter is deaf. Yeah, but usually it's, like, a tiny strobe light, not, like, a very gentle LED glow. Like, it's... Like everything about like the house had glass floors for Christ's sake. Like everything about that house was was sort of like, like amped up to eleven. Just well, to, yeah, just, just to show. Well, yeah, it just and she, and she was rich too. The wife, right? She was, uh, you know, like, yeah, yeah. You know. But then even at the end, where it's just like, I gotta go fight him. Well, whatever you gotta do, honey. Sure, like okay. Like there's no scene like you had with uh, Talia Shire and Sloan where she's like you if you, you know if you fight you're going to get killed cuz you're blind or whatever whatsoever there's n- none of that tension yeah that. i was a little surprised by that but then when cuz i was like oh she's just going to let him go and then like but then once it started happening i was like you know what i'm glad we got we got past that part cuz it was going to happen anyway right like he was going to fight him so i was like all oh, that what's not waste 15 minutes doing this in the third movie like let's just <laughs> let's just get to it. like i was very happy the movie was an hour and 50 minutes yes you know i was like well, we're not wasting any time on things that we know are going to happen <laughs> so yeah. you know like it would have been more surprising if they didn't fight but that's not what they wanted to go with so like they they skip a lot of that stuff okay is before we get to your take, I'm I'm curious. Is there a way to make one of these movies? Do you think, in a very unique way, at this point, or is it just like people just want to go watch a movie about two guys covered in Vaseline, having dehydrated dehydr- dehydrated themselves for four days, just wailing on each other? Uh, yeah. Because at least with Rocky Five, they attempted that. That's true. You know, they were like, let's not have him in the ring punching another enormous man with a sweat flying off their obviously fake punches, you know. And it it still came out to like a fight between the two of them. But at least they were like, let's do something a little different. I mean, I'm talking like a very, very little difference. They were still <laughs> punching each other, and you know, but... There's ways to do it because they're making movies about other boxers, you know, like uh, the fighter. And I mean, you, they just came out with a movie about making Air Jordans for God's sakes. <laughs> no, the, the movie about the sneaker deal. Yeah, 
Like it's got good actors in it, but I can't imagine that's that's going to make an interesting movie. Like you can make movies around sports, Moneyball, or around subjects. You know, the founder, or the guy who took McDonald's corporate. Like you can make movies out of this. They just don't want to. <laughs> you know how how do you outmaneuver a guy who just got out of prison, and he tricked you into giving him a title shot and cheated? You know. Aside from punching him over and over in the face, how do you get that guy to ruin his own reputation? They could have taken that in a number of ways. You could have trained a new boxer. You could have gotten him to admit his faults, you know, on TV somehow. I mean, there were there's ways to do it. They just wanted to have them slug each other. So, would they have been as good as this film, which is, like I said, very mediocre? Like, well, would that you, have you, been? I mean, would have been different, but does that mean better? Well, it would have been different. I I don't know if it would have been better. You've got a lot of good talent. Jonathan Majors and uh, Michael B. Jordan are fairly good actors. See, I think Michael, I, I think Jonathan Majors is better than the other guy. But Yeah, I've never been a Michael B. Jordan fan. I don't know what it is. There's something about him that's so wooden to me. Like It's just like he's... Like not like he he plays very black characters, you know, Killmonger and this guy, and I just feel like there's something sort of like disingenuous about his performances. Like he was good in The Wire. You, you know he's black, right? No, but like he <laughs> he's black. <laughs> <laughs> but you know how like there's playing a you know a person who happens to be black and playing a very black character, a character for whom that um. You know, they have a way of speaking, you know, and you know, you know, a way of of being on screen that is reminiscent of that, you know, that urban African American culture. You know, very L.A., very New York, whatever it is. Um, and Jonathan Majors has the, you know, they they're both playing the same kind of black act, you know, black character. Jonathan Majors though is you're right, he's better at it. He's also scary. Like there's something inherently sort of terrifying about Jonathan Majors is you know. he plays um smugly evil very well yeah there's there's a reason that um Marvel's tapped him to be their their new guy their new heavy because he gives off this vibe that he's pleasant but he's willing to stab you in the back while he smiles you know right. he's, he's very good at that yeah and like other actors who I've seen do that, like Forrest Whitaker, like, you know, very, who I would say not playing, like, a, like if you're looking to, you know, to have a foil to, like, the playing the very black character in Michael B. Jordan or Jonathan Majors, Forrest, Forrest Whitaker can play, you know, a variety of different actors, but uh, characters, and, you know, they're not all described as like being very black characters. If you if you get my, you know, trying trying to do that as a white person is awkward. But I'm not wrong. Like that's that's what's that's the kind of persona that 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 they're going for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, urban ghetto youth who you know grown up in some way, and you know these these are their lives now. But anyway, yeah, no. Um, so so yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, it, they they could have pulled it off. They just wanted to have them punch each other. So so what do you think? Uh yeah, it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. <laughs> like it wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen. No, but by, by any stretch. And I was like, yeah, this is okay. But it was also like, this is just okay. And um, 
I don't know why that is. Because because this one, directed by Michael B. Jordan, his directorial debut, you know, he was going for different things, which I appreciated, especially in the fight scenes. Yeah. Of which there were really only two. Um, but all these Creed movies have kind of done that, which I appreciate because when you look back at the Rocky movies, you're like, I, I'm not really watching HBO. I'm watching a movie. I don't want to watch a boxing match. So in these ones, when they talk to each other and the, the camera's dynamic and uh, you know the, the crowd noises get muffled or, or zoned out or you, like, you never break the, the shot or whatever, like you, you need to show me more than the, just the two of them slugging each other which doesn't always happen in the Rocky films, you know, like when he fights Drago, it takes 15 minutes before something dramatic or emotional even happens. They're just slugging each other. And you're like, okay, yeah, it's boxing. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Hmm. Where, whereas here it's like, there's this emotional buildup. And when they start going at it, they trash talk, you know, they, they make faces, they, they, in the end fight too, especially like, they make it look like they're fighting by themselves in the middle of nowhere because you're trying to show that these guys are really slugging each other emotionally. Mm. You know, there's a, there's a personal stake involved in it more than just like, let's have Warner Wolf call this. Like it's really happening. (laughs) (laughs) So I appreciate that they try to do something a little bit more dynamic, but you're right. I don't know. You know, soap opera is a good way to put it in that, they fill in a lot of the gaps for you. And in like, in some ways they just skip over things. Yeah. Like he gets out of prison. He looks like he's got nothing but a bag with a, bo- a, a pair of boxing gloves in it. And then the next thing, like after he wins the title, he's like got an entourage <laughs> you know? and a like giant house these, on the beach. And he's got yeah. all these goons working for him. And like, he's like getting endorsement deals. And I'm like, Wait a minute, what? I thought this guy had nothing except a criminal record. You know, yeah. He was also in jail for a long time. He was. I am not an attorney, but like 18 years on a gun charge. Like he didn't even f- shoot anybody. Well, he, there's like one quick line where he says they added years to him. Yeah, like a Which, year or two, I thought he said. I, I guess yeah. like Im- implies that he had not been doing well in prison. Yeah, like he, like he must have been like usually they let they let you out for what they call good behavior. Where I'm assuming he didn't have good behavior, so so they like they kept him there. Yeah, I mean, and that's the kind of guy that he, that's the kind of character he is. Like where he fights dirty and he lies and he cheats and all those things. Yeah, so it was also hard to tell where where his character was coming from. Like, is he? just a like a con man because it's not a bad con you know to come back out of prison and convince you this this kid that you went to jail for not for but like you went to jail as a as a result of um you know to you know give him this opportunity and then to cheat his way into winning the title um or is it you know that he really resents this guy for living the life that he had planned to live for himself. It, you know, it wasn't really clear what his actual motivation was. At the end, he's all kind of sad sack. It's not your fault; it's my fault. Kind no, of a thing. I, I always thought it was both. 
I, I guess it's both, but like, I don't know. I never got that conflict. When it needed to be one thing, it was one thing. When it needed to, to be the other thing, it was the other thing. There was never any sort of like struggling with why he's doing what he's doing. It was, you know, I'm going to turn on you the second I win the title on the beach and do it with, with my newfound entourage. And, uh, because that's when he explains that it's more than just winning the title. He's like, I'm going to destroy you. And that's why like, and like, they don't do it. They just mention it when Michael B. Jordan like goes on with Steve Smith. Yeah. Oh God. That was and he's worst. like, he's been, he's been trash talking me. And like every chance he gets, he like, he, he sullies my reputation. Like it's, it's a personal thing that since they're not actually fighting one another, how do I destroy him? financially and personally instead and it's like oh i didn't realize he'd been doing that <laughs> okay because <laughs> yeah. we that's, don't have time for that sort of thing so we're just we're just yeah, that's a that's a much more complex story or you know like yeah, the slow like, psychological takedown of somebody yeah. that you like yeah no like they like they just tell it to us and it's like i guess i'm supposed to hate him even more now which is fine like i i suppose yeah like <laughs> i didn't like, like him to begin with so <laughs> Everything from that point seems really contrived to, you know, it, it, like there's not enough there. Like, okay, you're a millionaire, and you made a mistake, and you gave this guy a title fight, and it, you know, that was stupid. Fine. So, like, now he's talking. He's not being nice to you on t. Like, it just didn't seem like it felt very sort of, sort of silly and petty and. You know, like this is not actually a reason for a guy worth a gajillion dollars to put everything on the line to, you know, it just, it just seemed, you know, no, like it, we're just trying to get seemed, you to the end of the story. It seemed fine to me, but once you realize that they're just going to punch each other, I kind of lost a little bit of interest because I was like, you know, this Jonathan Majors is supposed to be older and everyone doesn't take him seriously, even though he's enormous. <laughs> It's the size like, of this a house. old man. I'm like, this old man is the size of a truck. What are you talking about? <laughs> and like Michael B. Jordan hadn't fought in three years, even though he still looked quite physically fit himself. So, you know, like I, I understood. It, it made sense. I just was like, oh, they're just going to punch each other. And somehow that'll make it okay. You know, like if you're going to play the psychological games where you destroy someone professionally and sully their reputation, does he stop doing that when you punch him in the head? <laughs> and in this movie, it, he does. Yeah. He, he kind of shrugs. Before Michael B. Jordan apologizes to him. Basically, what he wanted was Creed had to apologize for not doing the right thing. You know, he felt abandoned and left in prison. And while he is in prison, here's the guy who left you behind living out your dream. So when he gets out, he's like, I'm jealous and I want to destroy him because I'm angry that he did that and never contacted me. Like, okay. Creed has to apologize for that. But Michael B. Uh, Mike, what's his name? Jonathan, Jonathan Majors Mage. says that he was like, he says he's sorry first at the very end after getting punched 50 times in the face. And I was like, <laughs> all right, movie's over, I guess. Like, it just sort of felt like it felt like a middle school kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it felt very juvenile. Like everything felt really yeah. silly and like it doesn't need to get to like the guys. We did <laughs> this. I <laughs> got really out of hand. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, wow. Keep your head on a swivel and like a middle school level where like a middle schooler could understand it. 
Uh, yeah, again, like everything was very you, simple. Nothing was confusing. Yeah. It was don't don't think too hard on this. You know, yeah. it, it, the the personal relationships I think with the other characters um, suffered. The parts yes. with his daughter were so tacked on. I was like, oh, these, these this is a waste because no, nothing comes of it. It doesn't even relate to the rest of the plot. It, no, it hasn't. Like she gets into one fight. She gets into one fight, and mom got scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna do it um yeah like they have a weird reaction to it and you know she's like i gotta teach her how to fight like she did fine like <laughs> she knocked you, the other kid out that is the concern here <laughs> the concern is why she just punched a kid in the face like that right it's kind of yeah yeah she got bullied one time and the kid the kid decked her and i was like oh, okay oh yeah no, she seems like she's doing okay about this and yeah, so that was sort of just thrown in there, and you know, stuff with his mom was okay, but like she's she didn't have actress. a whole lot when. Yeah. But when you're gonna sit here and say like, you know, I, I stopped you from talking to your friend in prison, <laughs> and he just forgives her immediately because then she dies. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> was the lack of subtitles for the um <laughs> was that like a thing on like the version of the film we watched or what? Uh, the version that we watched, because the the subtitles count as like a separate track. Even so, ones that are like built into the film. Yes, for, for some of them, some okay. movies will if it will put the subtitles as part of the film, whereas this one, because like if you're watching this in a different language, and they're doing sign language, that has to be subtitled differently. Uh, okay, so it won't be part of the picture. Um. I actually went back and found a subtitle track and put it in so I could read the sign language. Well, it really didn't matter because there wasn't a lot going on with those two characters with him and his daughters. Like, I didn't feel like I missed much. Right. Like, in the beginning, it was like, it was obvious to tell that they're saying, like, I love you or whatever. And then, like, when they go to the school and they start signing with the teacher, and I was like, I, I, I don't understand what they're doing. So I went online and found a, a subtitle track. Basically, he was asking how come my daughter was getting in trouble. You know, like yeah. she was, she was reacting to getting bullied, and yet my daughter's the one who's getting in trouble, and that's what that's what started the fight about. Like you can't let her punch everybody every single time. You should yeah. at least try to figure out. <laughs> so I remember doing that. I downloaded like, you know, War for the Planet of the Apes or something, and the the monkeys don't talk for like the first hour and a half. <laughs> so they were all signing, and I was like. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> it's like living with monkeys. I was like, I can't watch this. <laughs> sure wish I knew what they were saying. Yes, yeah, this, this would probably be very good if I had any idea what was happening. Um, so let's talk about training montages. Um, I like how they're mercifully short. <laughs> they are mercifully short, but here's here's your problem with with, with boxing movies and like t again it is astounding that this you know that this idea has made is it now 10 movies or nine movies this is nine altogether this is the ninth movie right there's six rockies and then three creeds and the best one is of course the first one it's the one that's the only one to subvert your expectations and the only way you really could do that and also be satisfying and for those of you living under a rock, what I'm talking about is the idea that Rocky could win the fight personally, but lose the fight 
on a, not a technicality, but the you know the way the rules work in boxing. Like there are rules. It actually isn't that you just punch the other guy until he dies or falls over. You're awarded points for certain things, and this is all done on a judging system. Part of the reason why boxing is so corrupt is it's also subjective in a lot of ways. Uh, yeah, that and that happened a few times in these fights where like he was hitting them below the waist, which you cannot do. Which you can't do. And they kept being like, yo, ref, you can't do that. And the ref wouldn't do anything. And I was yeah. like... Again, they're just setting it up. I understand that he's fighting dirty. Like, I thought the chin, the the elbow clip was pretty good. Yeah, that was clever. Because it, it looked like he was trying to, like, dodge something. And his elbow clips the guy's face. And you can't hit people with your elbow. <laughs> you know, like, that's just not allowed in boxing either. And but the rep wouldn't call anything, and I'm like, oh, come on! Like eventually, someone would say something. Yeah, but they didn't. That they did not. But anyway, so like you know, Rocky, you know, is the hero of of the first story, even though he loses. And it, you know, it but it does two things at the, at the same time. One, is it makes you a very satisfying original boxing movie. And two, it sets up the second movie. Um in an interesting way and like you know creed is yelling at his you know wife or his manager which says like i won but i didn't beat him it's like the one line that i can recall from that second movie and ever since then it's always been the other person who is more interesting a character than your main character and the same thing is true with creed you know apollo creed is more is more is the more interesting character in rocky 2 mr t same thing in Rocky Three, although he's more of a you know he's he's not much of a character at all. But like if you had wanted to go and make a backstory for him, it'd be interesting. The Russians, the same thing in Four and Five. You have your like everyone's a more interesting character. Rocky kind of becomes a like the central character in Rocky Six because he's so old and he's kind of moves on with his life. He owns the restaurant and the whole thing. And then like, what's that premise like? There's like a fictional video game thing where like the current champ versus Rocky in a computerized simulation and right. Rocky beats him in the computer. Like that's what the, the, the prediction yeah, would like, be. They want to see whether Rocky could beat him in real, like in the computer. So versus, so he's like, oh, I'll do it in real life. And like in that one, that guy is not a character at all. He's not anything. He's, he's just, he's just a body. Yeah. That's what makes that one more like it's Rocky basically against himself. Right. Because even he says like, I, like when he get into the ring, he's like, I don't want to hit you because you're an old man. And he goes, I want you to hit me. And the guy goes, all right. Like, like he doesn't have any personality or agency or anything. So, yeah. But the same thing in Creed, like Creed, you know, has a bit of a interesting story in the, in the first one. The boxing I thought was probably the best part about that, the way they, that they filmed that putting the camera like almost like a GoPro on the guy's head, which yeah. kind of went away in the, in the, in the, the, like the final fight, not entirely, but, um, and then, but like, and you, you put it great when we talked about Creed two, which was like, it should have just been called Drago. Cause that was a much more compelling story than the Creed story. So like, I don't know, like this is the thing about these characters is like after that first fight, you've you know, like there's uh, that that first film, 
the side character is always more interesting, you know, than than the main one, especially here too. What what was going on in there in Jonathan Major? Like, it's a darker story to be sure, but like, it isn't one that you could really tell per se. But it's just you got your main character who's just boring compared to his his opponent, and that's a shame. And I don't know how you get around that. Like, once you win the fight in the beginning of your franchise, that's it. You won. Yeah, they become like superheroes. Yeah. You're just trying to keep up the status quo. And so things kind of have to escalate every time. And so by Rocky Four, he's like, you know, trudging through Siberia, throwing trees around. And, <laughs> you know, and in in Creed 2, like, I thought it was so, I mean, that was a bad movie. But, like, it was so stupid how, like, Rocky's like, all right, we're going to go train in the desert. And they go, like, the middle of nowhere. And he's like, this is where boxers go when I don't know what his comparison was. But, like, there he was in the middle of, like, Death Valley where there was, like, a random gym placed down in the middle of the desert. And they're all running around like he's pulling cars behind him and all kinds of crap and doing all kinds of insane chin-ups and stuff like this. Here, they're, it was short, which I appreciated, but, like, they did the whole thing like you're really old and you're out of shape and you you could never beat this guy and like they hammer that into you so hard but then they don't show you how he actually overcame any of that he just does it yeah because it, it just that's the thing like we don't have time for this <laughs> you know yes we under two hours guys right like like they even have the scene where like you're old here's all the things wrong with you like your bones are not fused you've had a hundred concussions you're a mess you know, you're you're out of shape, so we've got to find another way to beat this guy. And here comes training montage A6. And it's just, <laughs> here's a montage, and now you're fine. And I was like, we yeah, don't have time for this, I guess. <laughs> no other way to beat him. And like, and then at the end, he gives him like the worst advice ever. You've been boxing this whole time. I need you to be a fighter. Like, isn't that the worst yeah. advice to ever give a boxer is to realize that like you should just be free fall free forming it and going bananas you should just be windmilling your arms like bart and lisa simpson when they try to hit each other and they just like do this it's the worst advice you could ever give anybody yeah like it 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 wasn't striving for anything unusual so like even when they're doing it as well as the you know the camera angles and everything i thought were at least they were trying something different but the fight only ends because the the end of the movie happens yeah. Like he manages, Jonathan Majors always blocks with his hands crisscrossed instead of putting them up for, instead of vertically, he always has them horizontally. None of the other, I've never seen a boxer do that. And it's not until Creed just punches him hard enough that his hands break and he hits him in the face that he falls over. I'm like, he didn't do anything different than any other boxing I've ever seen. No. Yeah, it just well. happened to be the last round. The movie's almost over. He hit him hard enough. He fell. So, like, whatever they say is just, like, that's just what the script says, that we have to keep going now. You yeah. know? I've only ever seen one. It wasn't a good movie. Brian Dennehy was in it for some reason. There was a movie called Gladiator. I think it was in the late 80s or early 90s. Is that the bare knuckle boxing movie? The bare knuckle boxing. Yeah. And that one they had to do different things because they had no gloves on, one. But Brian Dennehy would always cheat. He would lower his head so that the guys would punch the top of his head, yeah. which was a really thick part of your skull, and they would break their hands. And so 
in the last match, of course, they're having a boxing match. And whoever the other guy, I think it might have been Van Damme. I don't know. No, it was a nobody. I, I remember like the ads for this movie. Yeah, like yeah. they he punches Brian Dennehy and pretends to break his hand so that Brian Dennehy lets down his guard and then he punches him with his actually fine hand. And I was like, okay, that's something different. Yeah. It, it's a strategy, I guess. So this one didn't have anything like that. It's just punch him until the until the song sends. You know, the song ends and the music stops, and there's the end. You know who it was? It was Cuba Gooding Jr. Hmm. Um, bunch of people I've never heard of, and uh, yeah, Brian Denny and someone, some guy named James Marshall, hmm. who was your main character there, and. Oh, you know who he was? Do who you remember in um uh what do you call it? Uh um a few good men. The 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 two guys who are on t- on trial, Dawson and Downey. Dawson's the giant black guy, Downey's the little guy. He mm. was Downey. He was the he was the little skinny mm. marine. Interesting. In, in that movie. Yeah, he was in that and really not much else after that, so that was like his big, you know, that was like a, like a yeah. big thing for him, and it, you know, Cuba Gooding, his big breakthrough. Yeah, Cuba, you know, Cuba Gooding Jr. and Brian Dennehy. Okay, fine, and you know, one of them, you know, the two, two of them, two of them had a career after that. Yes. <laughs> not him, unfortunately. But um, yeah, like there's again, there's not much you can do with it. Like that's why, like the fighter was a pretty good movie because it wasn't really about. You know, boxing, it was about drug addiction and dysfunctional family relationships, which is what David Russell does best. You know, you know it's funny because, so the, the, yeah, the other boxer always tends to be the more interesting one. I'd, I'd seen this story. They did this as an episode of a cartoon show called Batman Beyond. <laughs> it was like the exact same story. The kid who became Batman was a bad kid growing up, and he had another older partner who was also a bad kid and they got busted doing something but because the batman character was younger he went to juvie and the other kid went to jail Mm. they were like a year apart or something so he the older kid went to juvie and you know whatever so you know the one guy becomes batman for god's sakes (laughs) and when the other guy finally gets out he's still doing bad things like he met people in prison and he's like now it's my time and they have to like fight each other not knowing the other one is is the bad guy and the other guy is batman because he says to him like he spent all his time in jail and i got clean and became batman and so i just outgrew the guy the other guy never grew up he stayed in prison and he stayed a small small-minded kind of character and i'm like i've seen this before this is the exact same thing <laughs> one guy stayed in prison and the other guy went on and followed his dreams so i think that I think Jonathan Majors' character would have been better to focus on. And since they kind of knew that, they made him like cartoonishly bad after a while. Yeah, he was, was sort of ridiculous how like evil he became immediately. There was never any like nuance about it. It was always like, oh, turns out, yeah, I am the bad yeah. guy. Like he got worse and like he knew he wasn't a good guy, but he got worse and worse as the movie went on. So like, yeah, okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Anything about it that we liked a lot? Uh, 
I I appreciate that it's not it's not so cheesy as those other Rocky movies. You know, yeah. like the first the first Rocky movie is gritty and down to earth and like a real movie. And the other ones, I mean, Rocky Two is his moments, but the other Rocky movies are all just, you know, 80s montage garbage. So when they told me they were making a Creed, I was like, oh, no. (laughs) Like a Simpsons joke where he's stuck with the doors of Roman numerals on them and he doesn't know them. (laughs) And he's like, wait a minute. I know my Rocky movies. So he he has to go through door number seven to get out. He goes, so Rocky 2 and Rocky V is the fifth one, which means Rocky 7, Adrian's Revenge. And he goes through that. (laughs) Adrian's Revenge. I forgot about that one. So like, but these movies are well produced. They're well acted. Um, You know, they're slick. I know I don't appreciate the rap as much, but I know the music is a good choice for most of these scenes. You know, it's well done. And they're, they're not offensive in any way. So they're, they're a good time. Oh, I mean, like, you know, there's 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 nothing demeaning about any of the people in the movies. There's no, you know, there's, you know, like you, you know, you have a you have a very black cast, black director, black writers, you know. So they they really know how to you know portray, you know, these characters in you know really interesting ways in terms of like you know they're successful and even even when they're evil they're still successful at it and they're, you know, they're they're, they're not cartoons, you know, like like like. Jonathan Major's character could really be a cartoon, and by virtue of his performance, it's not a cartoon. It's just not deep. Yeah, you know, it's not pathetic. Yeah, I, I, I think that's the problem: is that they're they're not as deep as the first Rocky, and they're not as fun as the other ones can be. Yeah, there's not a lot of levity in these movies. Like there's none of these characters none. drop; they don't drop any one-liners. They all take themselves very seriously. Yeah, like the movie is completely devoid of humor. Like, there's nothing funny about it at all. Yeah, which can it can make it kind of like slow. Again, that, like, that was a role too that Mickey fulfilled too was you know, being funny. You know, like that that character did have in a shut up. <laughs> it's his first well, thing he says. Is, there's no Paulie in these movies. Like yeah, Paulie that's was, true. Paulie was the one who would be like, like in the first movie, he's just the alcoholic who needs his sister to take care of. Him. Oh my god, he's such a pathetic character in that movie. But yeah, later on, yeah, but right, like he had those lines, and then as the other movies went on, he would sit there and make dumb commentary, and he'd like kind of like, oh, Paulie, like you'd roll your eyes. But Adonis doesn't have any characters like that. He yeah. only has his girlfriend and wife, and she's as as serious and bland as he is. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's 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 nothing in this that could pass for humor. It's just, which is again why it's a good thing and it's short because like you can't go on too long. Yeah, you know. And I was I was actually glad that the way they they handled that. There's no Sylvester Stallone either. Yes, I was thinking about that too. Like he doesn't make an appearance at the end to be like you know Yoda and show up and like yeah. know, use the false Luke. No, there's 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 none of that. It's just like he's on his there's own. None of that. He's just not there. Like it's it's also nice that he's like they don't like do the casual mention that he died or he retired and we don't know what happened to him like he's just not there anymore which is yeah. fine that's a yeah. good way to handle it it's, yeah there's no way I mean like he's such a successful person it seems like you know like you wouldn't need to 
and he was a big force of in the second movie. So he does kind of fall off the face of the earth, but like it's been years later, and you know, he kind of yeah. Right, there's, they kind there's, of just no need to, to weigh the film down more with anything else sentimental. Right, I think that when real life, they just couldn't agree on a salary or direction. Oh, sure. or well, he's just, a producer on it. You know, he's, he's involved. Yeah, I mean, you know, t- you know, probably just in name only, but but um, but yeah, yeah no, so, this was okay. Uh, yeah, you know, it was okay. Looking for a fun way to kill a couple hours. It's you could do worse. You know, yep. but uh, it's it's very much designed for like you know preteens and teen boys to just kind of just get excited about the punching thing. <laughs> punching always good. So yeah, well, they they love the punch. Mm. So, all right. Anything else? No, no, that's all, all right. Well, if you guys have any thoughts about Creed Three that you want to share with us, if you think that we're wrong or that we're right, you can let us know on Instagram and or Twitter. We are at Three Drinks in Pod on both. You can like us on Facebook. You can email us at Three Drinks in Podcast at Gmail dot com. Uh, don't forget to check out our merchandise store over at Public. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Uh, anything else? Uh, that's it. Okay, as always, please drink responsibly, and we'll talk to you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.